the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, you may have heard that Joe Biden is open to canceling some student loan debt. Uh, the thought was he would cancel it all. Elizabeth Warren wants him to cancel it all. I mean, after all, if you can't get your Build Back Better plan passed, you got to spend money somewhere, right? So why not just cancel student debt, thus absolving uh, a lot of elitists who have graduate degrees in philosophy and fashion merchandising and whatever else from Ivy League institutions and other bastions of higher education with humongous multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar endowments. Why not cancel that debt? Thus, Denying the federal government the $1.6 trillion that would be its to spend if, in fact, the loans were paid off. No, just cancel the debt. And it's like spending money to buy votes. So you got to come up with the money somewhere. Well, we'll just print more of it, right? That's what they do. They just print it, print it, print it, print it, print it. They never run out of their desire to print money. What will this do to inflation? Well, let's say you are someone who's been out of college two, three years, you've got a job, and you are someone who didn't get a advanced degree, but you find that because, you know, tuition everywhere is 30 grand plus, you owe forty, fifty thousand dollars on your college debt, but your parents raised you the right way, you're working and you take a couple hundred bucks every month to pay that loan off, to at least give yourself the thought that someday you'll be able to pay that loan off. Now Joe Biden swoops in on his white horse. Yeah, I hope it's got a seatbelt too. Anyway, he swoops in and he's going to cancel the student debt. Now you have in your budget an extra $200, $300 a month that you were spending toward your debt. What are you going to do with that $200, $300? Well... You, being a responsible party, will probably save it, put it in a 401k. But, but, those who have their degree from NYU or MIT, now they have extra money. Well, let's go out and spend it, right? Let's spend it. So that will inject more money into the economy. Did we say anything about him fixing the supply chain issues? Will there be more goods to buy with that additional money? Uh, no. What is the definition of inflation? Too much money chasing too few goods. Hey, we already have a 40-year high in inflation. Let's see how much higher it can go. 
That is the fear that many economists have with the cancellation of student loan debt. And no, what I never hear anybody talk about with the cancellation of student loan debt is what are we teaching people about responsibility, accountability? Those were values my parents instilled in me. I presume they are values that you have endeavored to instill in your kids because they were instilled in you. But if we just let kids go to college and rack up huge debt, first of all, I have a question about like anybody who would rack up $100,000 in debt and think they're ever going to get out of it, unless you're getting a degree as a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, you're never going to pay that off as a teacher. You're just not. You're never going to pay that off as somebody who gets a degree and then starts in answering phones at Nationwide for $21 an hour. You're just not going to pay that off, okay? I mean, you might if you're a real innovator, but chances are you're never going to pay that off. So the responsibility, the lack of foresight in realizing that that's going to saddle you, enslave you to debt for the rest of your life, that's a question too. But if the government just cancels the debt, why wouldn't you go out and buy a Tesla? On credit. I mean, they forgave your student debt. Like, what are you going to do? Like, won't you expect that everywhere? This is, to me, the real insidious part of canceling the debt. And you have people who should know better, but don't, advocating for this, uh, passionately advocating for this. I shouldn't be surprised that one of them is Pramila Jayapal, who's like the Ringo star of the squad. Inflation is affecting people. The rising gas prices because of the profiteering of oil companies, because of the war in Ukraine, has really been hurting people. And that's why we need to invest in things like canceling student debt. Invest in canceling student debt. Yeah, the demonic oil companies. I don't know who was talking over her there, but they didn't talk loud enough because I was still able to hear her nonsense view of everything. Uh, Now, it's not just me who sees danger on the horizon here. Here is Peter Schiff. He is an economist. Uh, He's on the Megyn Kelly podcast, and he is talking about what happens if we cancel student loan debt. This is another example of two wrongs not making a right. The government never should have got into the student loan business in the first place. The only reason that college is so expensive and so many people now have so much debt is because of government. Before government got involved in guaranteed student loans and then direct student loans, college was not expensive. If your parents were poor or middle class and they couldn't afford to send you to college, you worked your way through college. You got a summer job, you waited tables, no problem. You you graduated debt-free. And if your parents were even upper middle class or upper class, no problem. They covered your cost of college. College was inexpensive. But once the government started providing students with all this money, that's when the universities really took advantage of the students and the government to jack up prices because you no longer had any competition. Students no longer cared how much college cost because they were getting the money from the government. They were getting these loans. And without the government guarantees, the banks wouldn't have loaned the money. And so if the, if the students didn't have the money, then the colleges couldn't have charged so much. So now you have a situation where because of government, everybody has all this debt. And their solution is, well, let's just forgive the debt. That is an even bigger moral hazard, because what you're now telling people is nobody should pay for college. You're an idiot now. Even yeah. if you can afford it, just borrow the money. 
because it's going to get forgiven. I mean, you'd have to be a complete idiot to pay for college. Yeah, you would be. You would be. Like, if you're coming out now and they're going to forgive student loan debt, does that mean they're going to forgive it going forward? I mean, the Democrats are all about the fairness, right? If it's fair for them to forgive $1.6 trillion in student loan debt now, why would they not be forced to do it five years from now, eight years from now, the next time they win the presidency, the next time they have control of Congress? Because this is clearly a transparent attempt to rebuild their popularity with young Americans. They are tanking. Well, they're tanking everywhere in the polls. But the Obama presidency and the Biden presidency were largely driven by a huge block of young voters and minority voters. They're losing the minority voters. The polls show, while they still have a majority of black voters, they don't have nearly as big a portion of black voters intending to vote for them in the midterms and in the 2024 presidential election, as have voted for Democrats traditionally. The young people, and we're all idealistic when we're young, right? We're predisposed to be contrarians and be idealistic, and anybody who has gotten a job or worked for anything or created wealth, we view them, kids, I'm putting myself back in my college foolhardy days, we view them as, uh... Who'd they take advantage of to get that? You know, I used to think that way. And the difference between somebody who votes Democrat and somebody who votes Republican is either somebody who has stopped treating faith as a side dish in their life and has made it the main course. Somebody who has had children and realizes what responsibility is about. Or somebody who has started a business, created a business, and realizes that there is no free lunch. If you've done any one of those three things, the chances are overwhelmingly strong you are a Republican. But if you're just idealistic, pie in the sky, going to save the world, if you are someone who's never been held accountable for your mistakes, never had consequences in your life, somebody who's never done anything and has only worked for other people and has never taken a risk and has never really had to dig into the whys and wherefores of economics, well, then you probably are predisposed to vote Democrat. Or you are just a power-hungry person who talks a good game, but all you really care about is can you get over on your fellow man and can you get them to pay your bills for you. So I'm looking at a tweet here from a gentleman by the name of Theo Jordan. Uh, He's a pinned description of himself as some people seek the truth, others find comfort within the lies. Uh, He's totally right about that. And he tweets a list of the diversity, equity, and inclusion employees at Ohio State. Um, There are conservatively on this list 65, 70 people 
at a total payroll cost of $10,155,000 per year with fringe benefits of $3,249,000 a year, bringing the grand total spent on salaries alone at Ohio State for diversity, equity, and inclusion officers at $13.5 million. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 18, 19 program coordinator, diversity, equity, and inclusion at salaries just under $50,000 a piece. There are associate vice president, office of institutional equity, 289,000. Associate vice president, talent and diversity and leadership, 262,000. Vice provost, diversity and inclusion, 257,000. Associate vice president, office of institutional equity, 220,000. Associate Dean, Diversity, Inclusion, and Outreach, 184,000. There got to be 25 people on this list who make more than 100 grand a year, all with DEI titles. And you wonder why tuition is nuts. When I attended Ohio State University as a freshman, my first quarter full time academic fees were $286. $286. For a quarter, you paid it three times a year. Let me uh, let me duck, duck, go. Full tuition at Ohio State, and see what it is now. I'm wondering what the percentage increase is over the last uh, forty years, and of course, it's not readily listed. Wait a second, here we go. Tuition. Non-resident, well, uh, room, uh, resident, yeah, non-resident. Well, for an Ohio resident, it's, in Columbus, $12,000 a year. 12000 I assume that's a year. It can't be, yeah, it's got to be a year. So it's gone from basically $900 a year, 286 about 300 you go three quarters a year, full-time student. You go $900 a year. It's gone up to $12,000 a year. Now, why has it gone up? Peter Schiff makes the case that it's gone up because government was loaning money, and the colleges were like, well, look, loan them, they'll loan them whatever it takes to go here, so why would we keep our costs down? Uh, here is more from Peter Schiff, economist, on the rising cost of college and the stupidity of Biden with a stroke of the pen writing off student loan debt. If you thought college was expensive before, wait till you see how much more expensive it's going to get once they start forgiving the loans. Because now colleges can say, look, we're going to charge you $100,000 for this tuition. uh, But who cares? Borrow the money. You're never going to have to pay it back. It's all going to get forgiven anyway. In fact, if you if you come to our university, we'll just throw in a free car. You know, we'll, we'll just wrap that up and throw it in with your student loans because, you know, it's you're not going to have to pay for it. You know, I mean, it, it, this is all a grab bag. Yeah, government pays for it. it, it it's going to be a disaster if they actually forgive it. Oh, I have no doubt I mean, that they, they will. Do. I-, I have no doubt that they will forgive it. Because the way they do this is in stages, right? They start talking about it. They start floating it. And initially we go, 
well, that's crazy. Like, there's no way. No way you can do that. Like, people have actually worked hard to pay off their student loans. Like, that would be a, a, a complete spitting in the face of those who've been responsible and paid off their loans. And they keep talking about it. Well, we have to pay off loans. That's unfair. Blah, blah, blah. Elizabeth Warren, Jaya Paul, Ilhan Omar, who still owes student loans, by the way. AOC, they all like, oh, we got to pay it off, got to pay it off, got to pay it off. And they get their mainstream media conspirators to go along with it. And they keep breaking down your initial incredulous reaction to it. Where now when you hear it, you go, now, now you've gone from, that's ridiculous. What a moronic idea. And the more you hear it, the 100, 200 times... They just continue to bombard you, pepper you with it. Your reaction becomes, no, oh, they're not going to do that. No, if they do that, well, I'll be doggone. They did. They did that. Man, that's, well, I don't, I don't favor that. They back us down from, that's really stupid. How unfair, how moronic. They back us all the way down to when they finally do it. We just kind of go, oh, well, hmm, what do you know? They did it. And another aspect of this is, notice this week they've been, oh, Biden's getting close. He's going to forgive all student loan debt. He's going to forgive it all. He's going to forgive it all. He's going to forgive it all. And now it's looking like he's going to forgive some of it, but not all. So then you go, well, it could be worse. You know, he could have forgiven all of it. He didn't forgive all of it. Not that we like it, but we're like, oh, we won. We won a little bit because he didn't forgive it all. We got to stop settling for scenarios that if we stood back and really looked at them, we would realize we are losing by winning. This is a case right here on the student loan debt. He's going to say, ah, I'll forgive. I'll tell you what, anybody who owes student loans, I'll forgive 30000 Well, how much money is that that the government is entitled to because it loaned it to people that it's not going to get back? But we'll look at it and go, well, he didn't forgive it all. So we won. No. We lost. By winning, we lost. Parents' rights and education bill, state of Florida. We're all like, yeah, you go, Ron DeSantis. Yeah, baby. We won there. Really? Did we? We won there because you're allowed now to talk to fourth graders about sexual ideology and gender identity. Yeah, we're not going to let them do it to kindergartners, first or second, third graders. Notice how we wrote House Bill 616 here in Ohio. Did we stiffen it from Florida? No. We're going to let them talk about it in the fourth grade. I remember the fourth grade. I remember the fourth grade because my aunt was my teacher in the fourth grade. And I can tell you right now, if my aunt had engaged me, which, first of all, she would have quit before she would have had to have done that because she was a Christian woman and would have been mortified if she had to talk about that kind of stuff. But if she would have tried to explain anything about, you know, your boy, but you might be a girl, and yeah, he's got two moms or he's got two dads, but no mom. None of us would have had the faintest clue how to comprehend that. Well, people have changed, Bruce. Well, I would submit they have not changed for the better. So we'll end the show the same way we started the show, by affirming Tom Alibiani, Donald Dickey. I apologize, Mr. Alibiani, if I mispronounced his name. But he was elected to the Buckeye Valley School Board in the fall. He, Mr. Dickey, and a woman named Scowden. Three incumbents were voted off. I know you're under attack right now. Because you ask questions about a children's book and an author's visit to Buckeye Valley Elementary School. It is not hateful to ask those questions. It is not homophobic to ask those questions. 
it is proper to ask those questions. That's what you were elected to do. That's what you did. Kudos to you. Kudos. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 